You're listening to The Peak Podcast with me, Christina Roman. We're having real, intimate conversations about the interconnectedness of life. Join us as we discuss big topics like intuition, personal mastery, and emotional wellness and why they matter for you. I'm so excited to have you here for another season. This season, we're going really deep on the topic of procrastination and how to quit procrastinating once and for all. I'm speaking specifically to people not only who identify as procrastinators, but also those people who have trouble finishing projects, or maybe you even have trouble starting projects. This is your new home, so welcome. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another rousing edition of Wednesday Wisdom. My guest today is Christina Roman. She is a certified life and business coach. She is the owner and founder of Peak, and she is here today to talk to us about her unique take on mindset, which you guys know I love me some mindset, but also on time management and kind of how she moves through her business. So I'm really excited to have her here with us. So welcome, Christina. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you. So to get started, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and a little bit about Peak and and kind of what we should be so excited for? (laughs) Yes, I will get you all pumped up, (laughs) Um, especially with everyone probably working from home right now, if they haven't been. I know everyone is homebound. So this is going to be a really exciting conversation to, to add. And I think you and I talked about this, that it's especially timely right now. So yeah, I run Peak Coaching and I am, like you said, a certified life coach and productivity consultant is my new title that I've tacked on. <laughs> yeah, I think that's new since I, since I messaged you. So I work with my clients on how to overcome procrastination in order to actually achieve the results that they want in their lives. And so for people that look very different in terms of the results, I have clients that come to me with, they want to write a screenplay or write a book. I have a client who is creating his own programming language, which I think is really cool just because he wanted to. He wanted to create a programming language that did everything he needed it to do. But these people need focused, uninterrupted blocks of time to really do their best work. And so that's why we do the deep work blocks. So that is what I teach my clients to do. And I always say that when you commit 60 minutes per day or more for a deep work block, you have no choice but to come face to face with yourself during that time. It raises all of your stuff emotionally. But for us, that's a really beautiful thing because that's then all the stuff that we can coach you on. So it's fascinating to me. I just love this area. So I love working on it every day. That's amazing. I love that. What made you decide to get started in that? Like what made you say that you wanted to work with people on their productivity? Yeah. So it's been a little bit of a winding road. I'm not sure if anyone listening relates to that, just kind of going through a lot of different careers, a lot of different positions, and then somehow actually ending up almost back where I started, which is fascinating. So I used to do productivity seminars way back in the day, right out of college. I just was like, I'm a productivity consultant. And I would pitch people and I would go and teach them all these tips and tools and strategies. But what I didn't realize back then was that I wasn't accounting for, you'll love this, mindset. That I was trying to solve everything, what we call at the action level. Like what is the perfect software? What is the perfect automation or tool to change your life instead of recognizing the root problem, which as you and I probably agree on, always starts in your brain. Then I decided to do life coaching. And once I decided to do life coaching and really focus in on the mindset piece, 
I could pair that, all of the stuff that I used to teach, and that combination is so powerful now in a way that I couldn't have anticipated 10 years ago. I love that that (laughs) so much. Yeah. And it's so true. I mean, it definitely, if you don't have the right mindset, then productivity is going to always evade you because you're just going to always be close to the idea that you could ever make it work for you. Like if you're going into it, betting against yourself, the universe is going to be like, yeah, cool. You're right. You suck. You know? So So it's really interesting, you know, to hear you say that. Um, And I love the fact that you're talking about deep work blocks that I'm, I'm the same way in the, in, in how I view time management with the only caveat being that I think that sometimes, especially with the population I deal with and, and myself, sometimes there needs to be like a little bit of productivity that takes place at that superficial level. Because I think otherwise, we personally, as empaths and highly sensitive people, would never get anything done. Hmm. Um, so I do think I, I definitely advocate intensely for what I call power hours, which I think is what you mean. Um, but also being able to say, like, okay, you know, here's a 15, 20 minute period. Let me get something superficial done that I need to do. Um, so I think that we kind of see eye to eye on that. And that's really interesting because I haven't heard many people that come from that perspective of like, when you're in it, you're in it. And when you're out of it, it's okay. But when you're in it, there's no excuses. Like you, you just put on all the deep diving equipment and now we're underwater and you can't go check your Facebook because you have a mask on and an entire, you know, scuba outfit on like, or not scuba, but yeah, scuba. Yeah. I'm thinking snorkel, but scuba, you know, you can't, you don't have the luxury of just popping out and doing something real quick or catching the Kardashians. Like that's not an option. <laughs> Do I have permission to steal that? Cause that's the best metaphor ever. I yeah, love of course. I don't need it. <laughs> that's amazing. So I always describe it. I love that. I have a 15 minute process, which is step-by-step for how to get into a deep work state. Mm-hmm. So it's 15 minutes and then you allocate the 60 minutes. So we'll use your terminology and kind of blend it together the power hour, but you have the 15 minutes, which I like to describe as landing the plane. Like you crashing, and I hate flying, so this is very vivid for me. (laughs) I'm like you, (laughs) you crashing into a deep work state and expecting it to go perfectly when you haven't taken the time to prepare and to really anticipate the obstacles, probably not going to go so well. And so the 15 minute process is what helps you, I say, glide down, or we'll use your new terminology, which I'm totally taking is it's putting on the scuba gear. Mm-hmm. And like, imagine trying to do a deep dive. I know some people do it, but the average person is not going to do a deep dive. Like you said, without the scuba gear, that would be really fruitless and maybe not so smart. <laughs> and so, yeah, prepare yourself and then you're more likely to actually have success in that 16 minute block. So yeah, I love, we're totally on the same page in terms of that. Yeah, I completely agree. And it's funny, you were saying, you know, can I steal that? I have to let you know that my theory on ideas. So I, so I told you I'm an empath, you know that. Um, but what I have is called clear cognizance. So what clear cognizance means is that I get like downloads from essentially from the universe. So if you hear an idea when I'm talking to you, it means the universe wanted you to have it. It doesn't mean that it's mine to, you know, like for you to have, it means the universe was like, Oh, she's going to talk to Amy Lee today. She needs this idea. And that's how it came. So it's actually your scuba metaphor. So there you go. You can have it. (laughs) I love it. I just got chills. That's so funny. I, I feel like no one in this group will probably get freaked out by this, but I always joke with my friend. I have my inner voice. I've named her Ivy 
because I kept doing in my morning pages, I would write IV, like inner voice. And then I was like, oh, just call her IV. And so I always, my friend is doing, she's writing and she keeps asking me for a few like plot ideas. And I'll be like, let me ask Ivy. And then I'm like, what about this? And then she's like, that's amazing. I'm like, it's Ivy. It's all Ivy. Have you read Big Magic at all? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm wondering yeah. if Ivy is your, is your creative imp or whatever. I forget the word she calls Muse? Yeah. You're, yeah, no, no. She calls no. it like a, a demon. Does she call it a demon? She has some word for, hmm. and you like draw a picture of what your creative person, like yeah. your creative little creature looks like. And that's who yeah. inspires you. But I can't remember what she yeah. calls it, but I bet you oh, Ivy is yours. So yeah. that's super interesting. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so one of the things that I find is that, you know, you've been hearing a lot that there's distraction culture. And so Facebook specifically is famous for being like, oh, you're studying this. Well, hold on, let's put 10 things in the sidebar. Yeah. And so, you know, there's this idea that you need to multitask, right? Like you always need to be doing more than one thing at the same time. In fact, like I decided, you know, the other day I decided to put my phone away and and just watch TV and my hands were like, I don't know what to do. I'm not playing a video game on my phone. So I decided to journal. But like, how do you go from this place where like, how do you, how do you take a client from a place where it's like, I need to be an octopus doing 17 things at once to what does my focus need to be? And like, how, how do you kind of like acclimate them to that? Love the question. I'm working on a procrastination framework right now, which is the different types of personality that all lead to procrastination. I just wrote in my morning pages today, all roads lead to procrastination, but for different reasons. So I think the first part of your question is how do you acclimate somebody to this idea of focus and not being pulled in all these different directions. And I think you start by helping somebody understand why they're procrastinating in the first place. So if you feel compelled to do 10 different things at once, really ask yourself why. Why is that? And so I have this hot take that the tools like self-control, like all those tools online that force you to turn off social media, they serve a purpose. But for me, they don't really address the underlying problem, which is you never really truly understand why you feel compelled to do so many different things. So what you're speaking to is really interesting. And I have not finalized this framework. So this is all just kind of ad-libbing. But one thing that I have thought of is that there's three different buckets of people generally. And one of those buckets of people, their biggest desire is to have a massive impact on the world, whatever that means to them. And the flip side of that is their biggest fear is that they're not going to have that massive impact on the world. Mm -hmm. And what that shows up as is complete overwhelm because you're trying to do 10 different things at once. And really, if you look below the surface of all of that, what's really happening is your brain is firing. I'm not going to have the impact that I want to have. And so once you really start acknowledging that and really start acknowledging your drivers and your motivations... Then you kind of get to thank procrastination and you get to thank overwhelm for the purpose that it served in your life so far and then be like, we don't need you anymore. And are you familiar with that strategy of saying like, thank you, but we don't need you anymore? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I've been doing a lot of shadow work lately. Mm. And that's one of the things that we've been, you know, I say we, but I have been looking at is like, why do you repeat the same patterns 
And if you repeat these patterns, they served a purpose Mm -hmm. and whatever that purpose is, think to thank them for that purpose. I would take what you said a step further. And this is just my opinion. This doesn't mean that like I'm changing it, but I would say that because I'm one of those people that wants to make that big impact. Yeah. I would say that there's definitely that, but there's also this fear because I'm, I'm actually listening to you and and trying to figure out what it is for me because that's me. And one of the big fears is that, oh no, if I don't make an impact, somebody else is going to make less of an impact. Hmm. If that makes sense, like someone's going to do what I'm going to do, but they're going to do it in a less genuine way. Hmm. And so that those people that would have had this problem alleviated are going to gravitate to someone who doesn't want to alleviate the problem just because Mm -hmm. that is out there. Does that make sense? I'm like already trying to think of when I'm going to mark my calendar to rewatch this and incorporate (laughs) that into my framework. Amazing. And what I would, what I would reflect back to you is that that's fundamentally, so try this on. Fundamentally, there's this belief. I have the obligation to serve Mm -hmm. because if I don't, who will? Or if mm-hmm. I don't, someone else will do it, but in a lesser way. Mm-hmm. And I want to offer that that sounds so noble, but might be creating a lot of stress for you. What oh, do you think? Intensely. I mean, every yeah. time I, I see something that I'm like, okay, this is totally 90% packaging and 10% message. And I see people, you know, and I'm like, is this your ego, Amy Lee? And I'm like, are you, is this about you or is this about them? And Sometimes the answer is, yeah, you know, she's got really pretty stuff and Mm 17,000 people are following her. But sometimes it's like, this is so not enough for what, like, so yes, I I think it's both. I definitely think it it has, it has both. But I, but I do think because it's funny that you, I I know I realize we're like on a thing right now. (laughs) I love it. I love it. But like. I think I've always thought that it was because like, I'm not good enough or I'm not as advanced or I'm, you know, I look at them and they, they have 50,000 followers on Instagram or, you know, I can think of a couple different gurus out there that I'm like, "Uh." but honestly, I think deep down, it's more like, I've got to hurry up and get my message out there because my, because it's my message that the ego is built into. It's not me. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) That's really deep. (laughs) Love it. That's crazy. You know, this is so fascinating to me because this people are like, well, why productivity? I'm like, let's be honest. Productivity is just a means to an end. Mm -hmm. I say the word productivity, but that, what you just experienced, that's why I do productivity work because it's not about productivity. No. It's about your deepest desires. I just got chills again. (laughs) No, it's true because if, if you wanted it, if, if, if it was just about not having the time or not having the attention or not having the focus, it would be done already. There's something that you are acting, and again, back to that shadow, there's something you are actively doing in the moment that is physically, like, that, is, that is emotionally and physically and spiritually preventing you from getting to that next step. You are doing it. I mean, and then again, you know, getting into that metaphysical quantum physics type stuff, if you believe that we are infinite spiritual beings and having a human experience, we are capable of doing anything there ever was. Yeah. So why don't we do it? It's because we don't want to. Yeah. And so where is that don't want coming from? And I know I realize that's a whole nother can of worms. Yeah. 
But it's so fascinating when you marry those two things of like, it's not that you can't, it's that you don't want to. And what we've got to figure out is the don't want to. And the other important part of that, going back to, you know, my clients, because we're always talking about me, I'm just kidding. (laughs) The other thing um, about my clients is that it's about self-loathing, isn't it? It's about like, I am not capable. I, you would not believe how many people I'm like, okay, let's set up your weekly schedule. And they're like, I don't know how to do that. And I'm like, oh, you mean nobody ever taught you? Okay. I don't know how to change a flat tire. Nobody ever taught me. Like there's no shame in not having a method to do something. Yeah. But I feel like the population that I deal with is constantly like, no, 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 this is my fault. This isn't, no, it's not because I don't understand Greek and this is written in Greek. It's because I'm a jerk. Totally. And it's like, mm, n- no. So I, yeah. I think, you know, being able to understand that you're actually doing this to yourself. We don't know why yet. Yeah. We'll figure that out. But 100%. know that you are 100% effective at screwing yourself up. Yes. Well, let's pause there because I had a client consult the other day and we had this moment. I don't know if you ever had this on coaching sessions where it's like, sometimes we'll do a 30 minute session and 29 minutes. It's like a really solid conversation, but it's that last minute. It just clicks into place. And so it was one of those like, and I just trust now that it's going to click into place because not trusting does not serve me and does not serve my clients. So it, the 30 minute mark, right? 29, 30. He's like, whoa, that thought that I've done a spectacular job up until now. I've done the best job in the entire world training myself to procrastinate. I have excelled at that. Mm -hmm. And that's an amazing thing. We're not doing that anymore. Thank you, but we don't need you anymore. And now if I'm capable of training my brain, why don't I train it to do something I really want it to do? Right. Huge. Right. And what do I really want it to do? Like what, at the end of the day, again, back to that shadow, like what, what am I, what serves me? Because fear and stress and anger, it serves me in a way, like something about it. Maybe I love to be catty and I love to be like, Ooh, look at that person getting their comeuppance. You know, there is a part of that that serves you or you wouldn't keep doing it. You wouldn't keep bringing it up. And so it's like, why do I, you know, I don't know how to manage my calendar. Maybe, I mean, for me, I'm a happy planner. I don't know if you know about happy planner, but it's just, a, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I, and I, I have a whole cart over here of stuff. And for me, it's all about delayed gratification. I know that like, I want to really dig in and play with my planner. And when I do it, I'm going to do it perfectly. Right. And I don't want to let myself do it until I, mean, I kind of think of it as like the evil stepmother in Cinderella, you know, like if you get all your work done and if you can find something suitable to wear. Uh-huh. Um, and so I don't allow myself to do those productivity things because I'm a perfectionist and I don't want to mess it up. I don't want to take out a page and be like, oh no, I put the sticker in the wrong place or whatever. And so that tends to be, you know, a problem, one of the problems that I deal with. And so being able to say like, you created that. Like for some reason that serves you. Okay. So question. So yes, I know I, we could just like talk all day. So when it comes to this focus block, which remind me what you call it again, um, deep work block, a deep work block. When you talk about this deep work block, can you kind of give me an example of like a before and after or like an effectivity difference? Yes. When it comes to what happens for your clients when they're using, 
utilizing these deep work blocks versus when they're just kind of doing things status quo. Yeah, absolutely. I have such vivid language and my clients are always like, that's, are you in my head? That sounds like me. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm not in your head, but I was in someone's head 30 minutes ago that has the exact same thoughts that you have. Right. Um, so there's so many patterns here. So before what it looks like on a really wide scale is somebody is like, I feel so scattered. Mm-hmm. I work on all these different things all day. I know I'm busy, but I don't actually get traction on the things that matter to me. I don't really know what progress I'm making. I have clients who come in, they're like, I get all projects to 80%, but I don't really know what happens with that last 20%. Never seems to get finished. People who are like, I'm so busy. I'm so overwhelmed. I can't organize the house that I moved into four years ago. I still haven't unpacked fully. It's like an actual quote from somebody recently. I don't know what you're talking about. Right? Crazy. (laughs) I have like my pictures unhung in the corner. (laughs) We all have our things, even productivity consultants. Does that paint a, a bit of a picture for before? And then I can kind of hone in on what it that was. Oh, like girlfriend, the before, I get. I want to know yeah. the after. <laughs> oh, okay. We're doing after? Well, I'll just add in that before also looks like on a daily basis, right? Like those thoughts might circulate your head on a daily basis, but it's also like you sit down and then you're in the kitchen grabbing more coffee or you're at the refrigerator or you're like, I don't know, this big project, I'm just not capable of it. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to do it. I don't know what right. steps to take. I don't know how to prioritize. I have And it's no very idea. reactive, isn't it? It's very like, oh, this comes to me and I'll deal with it. But if it doesn't come, I'm just, I, you know, it, and that happens to yeah. me too. I mean, like with courses I take, mm-hmm. I know that I'll take, and I'm like, oh yes, the graphics are beautiful. And look at, she's got this picture of it on a computer and a picture <laughs> of it on an iPad. And there's all the pamphlets laid out. I know I'm, yeah. I'm your ideal client, I can tell. And so and then, like, there's all these pamphlets laid out. And this is so amazing. And then I get in there and I'm like, yes, lesson one. She's welcoming me. This is awesome. Look at all these things. And then by the third lesson, I'm like, I can't freaking do this. I can't. Like I have to watch how many more videos? Wait, I have to do what? What practical? What what do I have to do? What? Yeah. And then I'm just like, oh, I'll work on it tomorrow. And then it's or you know, you know what's a good one is um like the gym, right? The gym is like the ultimate. It's like I signed up, I'm gonna go every day. It's like, you know, I don't really feel like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I'm sorry. Okay. So no, and, it's perfect. Oh, no, it's perfect. Oh. You're, you're illustrating perfectly the situation that people come to me in. And I just, I just made a note. It's really funny. I'm actually today I was working on my course, which is called from half finished to done. Oh, I love that. Procrastination in the bud, complete your projects and have the results that you want in your life. Yeah, yeah. And I've been thinking about the best way to deliver that course. And I think you just gave me some really interesting food for thought about how to really, really ensure that people finish it. And now I'm thinking based on this conversation, I'm like, maybe my first line is, you will finish this course, right? If your whole thing is that you leave things unfinished, this will not be one of them. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) And I think too, you know, there's this idea in society that everything good has to be 19 miles long. And it wasn't until I finished my course that I was like, wait a second, you want three minute videos, three minute videos that are succinct, have more value to you than a 15 minute fluff session. And they're like, yeah, I'm like, you would pay the same for that. And they're like, yeah, we'd rather that. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, because that's not what we're taught. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you're willing to do that check-in too with people. And so whether someone's a business owner listening or whether it's anything in your life, I always say pressure test yourself. 
And you can do that using other people or that can just be an internal thing. But like, I also call it debunking your own myths. Like when you make a claim about your life and your ability, really check in to make sure that it's true. And 99% of the time, it's actually not true. It's just a thought that you've thought over and over that's become a belief. So I'll give a, a quick example. And this ties back to the time management piece. I was just working with a client and she came into our session saying she was completely overwhelmed, couldn't do deep work, didn't have an hour. She wasn't having the results that she wanted in her life because she wasn't able to focus because everyone was always distracting her. And one of the things that distracts her is her inbox. Shocking, I know, (laughs) brand new. (laughs) And so she basically said at the very beginning of our session, I can't turn off my email notifications. And I circled back and I said, is that really true? She was like, yeah. I can't turn off my email notifications. So I said, what if you turned them off for 10 minutes? What if I asked you to do that? Could you do that? She was like, yeah, I could do 10 minutes, right? Already, we just went from literally can't turn them off to, okay, 10 minute increments. Mm-hmm. But then I, then I pressure tested and I said, what is the maximum that you could go without checking your email without it being a problem? And she was like, probably an hour. Like, so we went from zero minutes to 10 minutes to an hour. And then she came back to me in email and said, actually, I decided to increase the time. So she walked in feeling like she had to have notifications up, pinging her at all times. And that was preventing her from doing the deep work she wanted to do. But once she actually pressure tested her beliefs, she realized it wasn't true. So I think it's an interesting, it's an interesting perspective because I think in a lot of settings, you're not supposed to tell people that their beliefs are wrong, right? Mm-hmm. That's not like walking around telling people like your beliefs are wrong. Not so popular. No one really likes that. But it's interesting as a coach where I'm like, my job often is being like, really? But does that really the belief that you want to carry with you? Mm-hmm. So that's all to say, debunk your own myths and pressure test yourself. I love that. I love that. I have this theory that When it comes to getting something done or making something happen, there are only two reasons why that doesn't happen. Like like in in the greater scheme of quantum everything, there's either you don't believe that doing the thing that you're doing is going to get you the result. So like Mm -hmm. using the gym, you don't believe that if you go to the gym and work out that you're going to lose weight. That's one scenario. Mm -hmm. But 99.9% of the time, it's actually that you don't believe that you are worthy of the change. Yeah. And when you really dig in and say, I don't feel like I can keep doing all this productivity stuff because at the end of the day, I suck. Like I'm yeah. not good enough. I'm, I did this when I was 13. You know, I'm clearly all these things that other people saddled me with. And so being able again to go back and say, mm, no, there's a, you know, there's, there's a reason why this isn't happening. And when you, when you can see that end result and that's, and that's kind of why I wanted you to go in that here, because I want people to see, yeah, I'm big on visualization. I'm big on scripting. I'm big on future casting. What does it look like for somebody who's worked with you? What is, what is that Nirvana? What is that moment? What do they do in that? You know, you work that deep work and now what does that look like for them? Yeah. I will absolutely illustrate it with what it looks like for my clients. Yeah. But I think it's also helpful. Like you said, I love future casting as a term, but like for people to take a minute as they're listening and just, if we can pause for a minute and have people think about a tangible result that they would love to create in their lives. 
Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's great. So what we want to do here, guys, is we want you to visualize what is your, you know, as Brené Brown says, paint it done. A year from now, you're sitting at your desk or you're sitting in your office or you're wherever that you're going to do your work. What does that look like in a perfect world? So let's take a moment and just kind of visualize that. And as you're visualizing, think about what is it that's right in front of you? How do you feel in your body? Are you stressed? Are you nervous? Are you hopeful? Do you feel organized? Do you feel productive? Start to really take stock of what those good feelings are going to feel like. And if you can, start to kind of expand those feelings. Maybe throw in a little bit of anticipation and excitement. Really kind of pour that feeling into your body. You are you a year from now. Maybe your calendar is organized. Maybe you have a full pipeline of clients. Okay, now I want you to come back to this moment. We're going to keep chatting, but keep that same feeling in your body. Keep that high vibration in, inside of you. All right, let's open our eyes. I love it. What came up for you? I saw myself on a balcony of a Oceanside resort that I love in Amelia Island. I saw a little tiny laptop, not this behemoth that I'm staring at a little tray with coffee on it. A I saw a bunch of colored blocks on my screen of different things that I was doing. And some of them had check marks next to them. And I felt really good about the check marks. Mm -hmm. um, and Facebook wasn't anywhere in sight. <laughs> Interesting. Does that surprise you? Um, does it surprise me? I didn't even realize it until just this moment. So let me process, does it surprise me? Because I, as I said, it was when I figured out. No, because I think in that reality, I have probably weaned myself off of Facebook. I think that's a deep desire I have is to find a different way to interact. Then. So I actually have a, a, a blog post, I'll send it to you after, called Chasing the Big Red One. And that's my problem, is that every time I get a notification, I'm like, oh, whatever's going on, I got to stop and check. Yeah, for me, that, that would be something amazing not to be tethered to Facebook anymore, for sure. Yeah, love that. How about love you? It. I saw myself on a stage mm. with this embarrassing mic. I'm like, I have a love-hate relationship with this mic. I feel like it's so cheesy, but also very effective. And I am teaching my deep work method, but I can't even imagine how refined it'll be in the next year. Like I just made tweaks to it this morning. There's always things. And having that constant back and forth with people who download the guide and people who really take the time to dig deep into the guide and see what works for them and see what doesn't and why, 
having that back and forth with people is so, it just like lifts me up and it, and it's, I'm so appreciative for people who are willing to give me feedback because it helps me again, refine or the other, let's say thousands of people that I want to provide this resource to. This so, is probably a great time to drop that link, by the way. Since we're oh, <laughs> yes. So how do peak, people get your yeah. deep work done? You go to peakcoaching.co slash deep work state. So that's P-I-Q-U-E. Thank you so much for the, for the prompt. <laughs> You're welcome. I would have like slid right that one. And of course, this will all be, you know, we'll, we'll put it in the comments. And, and um, Christine is going to be in our group later on today after we let this run and let you guys get your questions in. And we apologize that this wasn't able to be live, but um, yeah. Facebook, is, Facebook is having its period or something. <laughs> Well, in a year, you're not going to have to worry about it. So no, I'm not. We're going to have a whole (laughs) new platform that is much more, uh, yeah, streamlined and and good stuff. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. So tell me, tell me, what does this look like for clients after the fact? Because I I feel like I'm watching this season finale of a show or something. (laughs) No pressure. I know. No. So, so think about that feeling, Mm -hmm. that feeling that you alluded to that they're going to feel when they're sitting on the balcony or up on the stage. If you're like most of my clients, I've boiled it down to what I call the big five. And the big five are the five most common feelings that I think my client that my clients have expressed that they want to feel. It's so funny that we both totally went for the feelings. A hundred percent. Most people I don't lo- do that. No, but I love this concept, which is everything that you do in life is because of how you think it's going to make you feel. Right. Absolutely. One million percent. And if you could skip forward the feeling, that feeling, you don't even need the thing. Oh my God, we are going to be I, best friends. I, <laughs> I just wrote, I was writing my course today and I wrote, I was like, in the immortal words of Missy Elliott, put it down, flip it and reverse it. And I was like, <laughs> you know, society tells you get this thing so you can feel good and you can feel one of the top five, the big five. <laughs> but coaching is like, no, no, feel one of the big five and then you can get this thing. Mm-hmm. But the big five, this is really interesting. And I'll be so curious if this comes up for you and if this comes up for anyone listening. So the big five for me that with my clients has been proud, accomplished, confident, successful, and satisfied. Does that resonate with you at all? And it yeah. doesn't have to. No, absolutely. I would, I would probably either shove a couple of them together and call, like, cause my big thing is all about fulfillment. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I think, I don't know if you consider like all of that package to be fulfillment, maybe. Uh-huh. I might now. <laughs> the fulfilling yeah. five. Love it. Love it. That's so good. This is so good. I'm going to have so much content right now. <laughs> and hopefully everyone else listening does too. So yeah. So after you have that feeling... But you're also summoning that feeling, like we said, in the process of it. Mm-hmm. So between right now, where you are right now, and the you who doesn't use Facebook, mm-hmm. that person has to summon the fulfilling five mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in order to be the person who doesn't need Facebook. So what that looks like, if you focus on day-to-day, it's going to look so different by the person. For me, it looks like I start my morning with an hour of deep work in the form of morning pages. So phone gets turned off at night on airplane mode. I do not check it until I'm done with my morning pages. So that's an hour. Mm -hmm. Best practice ever. I'm obsessed. Clearly I talk about it all the time. 
And then throughout my day, I have at least three more one hour blocks of deep work where my phone is on airplane mode. Sometimes my Wi-Fi is off, but more often than not, my Wi-Fi is on because I'm doing some research. And then I go heads down on a specific project. So today is a perfect example. One hour of morning pages. And then later in the day, one hour of my um, half finished to done course where I just wrote for an hour. Nothing else happening. Every once in a while, because I'm a human, <laughs> things pop into my head where I'm like, I need to respond to that client. My friend is here. I'm like, I want to tell her something funny. I want to t- I'm like, I want to tell her that I use a Missy Elliott joke. And my brain's like, do it now. And I'm like, no, we're doing it at the end of our 60 minute block. She can wait. She's not going to die if she doesn't know that I use a Missy Elliott. Well, I don't know. I mean, it is a pretty funny thing. I thought so. <laughs> right. But like your brain adds so much urgency and you just go, thank you. But 60 minutes from now, you can have the sweet freedom that you want. And at the beginning, it's like, it eats you. Like I know the yeah. other when I put my phone down, it, yeah. was, it was like, it was calling me. Yeah. Like it was just like, oh, but hold on. Oh, but, and I'm like, no, go away. Like you're yeah. done for the night. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. And, and it takes so much personal discipline to do that. So I want to push back. If I may. So um, I have a post actually that I'll also send to you, which is why it's dedication over discipline and why it matters. And if you look at the definition of the word discipline, it's basically about like self-control and beating yourself up into, I don't know the actual definition, but like beating yourself up into change Mm -hmm. or like coercing yourself into change. Mm -hmm. So someone should actually look up the actual definition, but it's so helpful to see it in front of you. And then what I say is we don't want discipline. We want dedication. And dedication is that grit, like the, um, the book grit. It's that combination of like perseverance and resilience and commitment to a bigger cause. And wanting it, not doing it because you're threatened, doing it because it's the desire. Exactly. So I would say to you, when you go to put your phone down at night, for sure recognize that that might be uncomfortable. That is par for the course and you're, you're getting on board. I always say, I'm like, if you coach with me, you are, you are getting on board with feeling really uncomfortable a lot of the time. Welcome. So great. <laughs> but when you put your phone down, what is something that you could think that creates a different feeling for you than disciplined? Freedom. Mm. Okay. What is something, like, what is a thought that creates a feeling of freedom for you? Today, I swear I'm not doing anything. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What is that? How does that, the lazy song, right? Bruno Mars. I just want to lay in my bed. bed. (laughs) (laughs) Not going to sing here. I can't. Your listeners will hate it. Um, I think, I think a feeling of freedom for me is my time is mine. Mm -hmm. And how to connect that back to your phone and putting your phone away. I I don't have to answer to anybody. Mm. Like the, the idea of my green dot being dead was like the most incredible, exciting feeling. Like you're not, you don't show up on the list of people that like someone that can be accessed. I I was inaccessible. Mm, Okay. So what does being inaccessible create for you? Protection and safety and rest. Mm. 
Okay, I'm going to take it a step further. What does rest create for you? Rejuvenation and reset. Mm -hmm. And the ability to um, process Mm -hmm. without consuming. Yeah. So like, think about the difference. And I don't know if this creates a different feeling in your body, but like, think about the difference between being like, I don't need my phone. I don't need it. I don't need it. I don't need it. Play. I'm not, I'm not interested. I'm not interested. And like that resistance versus I can't wait to rejuvenate. This is going to be the most amazing time for me to process and digest without taking in other information. Like, does that feel different to you? Oh yeah. I mean, it's completely different. In one hand, you're like constricting, constricting, constricting. And in one hand, you're expanding, expanding, expanding. And you're like, I'm doing this because I am an all powerful spiritual being versus like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I the phone is is out to get me. Yeah. Yeah. I've never been so like open on an interview. Oh wow. Very surface. So Wow. Oh, you're gonna make me emotional. I always I joke, I'm like, I accidentally end up like coaching my the the hosts that have me on. I'm like, sorry. I will totally turn the tables on you when it's my turn. Don't you worry. (laughs) Perfect. Um, yeah, so I I wanna give another example too of what just happened here that I think will be really helpful. I had somebody who downloaded my guide for getting into a deep work state, geekcoaching.co slash deep work state. And she said, you know, it just feels icky to force myself to sit down and do deep work. And I was like, yeah, I'd feel icky if I thought the thought, it feels icky to sit down and do deep work for sure. I was like, what feeling does that create for you? And it's probably resistance or constricted versus the same activity, which is blocking 60 minutes and sitting there and saying a thought like, I'm doing this out of love and commitment to myself. Mm -hmm. Totally different feeling. Mm-hmm. but same action. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, one opens you up to sit there for 60 minutes and be so curious and awed and in wonder about what you might find within yourself and what you might be capable of creating. And the other one's like, this feels like crap. And it's funny because if you were to say to someone, okay, you have 60 minutes to do deep work and in the deep work, you're going to go on a shopping spree and as many things as carts as you can check out of, you can have that stuff. You can't tell me one woman that wouldn't be like, honey, go away. You know, you don't, oh, I don't need this. Goodbye, Facebook. Like I am in the zone. It's like, yeah. So the fact that that exists in any construct, in any reality means that it can exist in every reality. Yes. Yes. I love that. Yeah. I just imagine like the, what is the, the grocery sweep that, uh, that old supermarket sweep. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. And I think that you're right that what happens when people do deep work, mm-hmm. this is so beautiful, is the things that you're like, I have to do that. I have to do it. You know, everyone has to clean. <sighs> I like cleaning, but you know, or like, you yeah, I got to do my accounting somehow. What was I? I totally knew that about you. I don't know why I knew, oh, that. I knew that. My friend in the other room, when I tell her, she's going to be like, of course, of course. Everyone knows you love cleaning. You just seem like a person who loves cleaning. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I love it. That like, or accounting might be your thing, but you're like, hate it. Taxes might be your thing, but you're like, don't want to do it. Um, Is there something that like, you're like, I have to do it because it's part of my business to something? Oh yeah, definitely. Anything to do with the website or anything technological, like, like formatting or uh, spatial reasoning is not my forte. So like knowing how to put things or how to, yeah. I mean, like when my team gives me, they give me like, okay, we need a blurb. 
right here and it's this long and I'll be like, Oh, okay. And like, I'll give them that. And then, okay, yeah. next we need this, but I can't see the big picture because I just yeah. overwhelmed goodbye. Yeah. So my suggestion there is you say, what if, what if updating my website could be as fascinating as doing online shopping? Like, what if I just even ask the question whether it's possible? Mm-hmm. And then I say, when you go into a deep work block of 60 minutes, you have to hold this paradox, expect it to be so uncomfortable, you can't even believe how uncomfortable it is. And expect that maybe it's going to be the most fascinating, eye-opening, wonderful thing that you've experienced in a long time. Mm-hmm. And be willing for either of those possibilities or a combination of that possibility to happen and really open yourself up to that. And that's where you really open up to, to all this possibility here. I love that. I love that so much. Oh my gosh. I have, I am so inspired like right now. Um, okay. So we talked about where to get your free guide. What if somebody wants to work with you? What if they just want to like hang out in your brain? Like how do they get a hold of you that way? Yeah. Well, I would love that first of all. So if you go to peakcoaching.co slash mini session, that's the way that you can book free 30 minute mini session with me. And I say, come in with your number one productivity, time management, or focus challenge. And you will walk out either with the solution or absolutely with concrete next steps. So that's the way that I start working with all of my clients is through that mini session. And then we can continue on from there. So that would be awesome. would love to see some people over there. I love that. That is so amazing. Um, and also you guys, she's going to be in my group, um, all day today, not like all day because she has <laughs> our, uh, hours or whatever. You get she does work, deep work time to do. So she can't be there all the time. She'll be there at some point. Um, and so if you have specific questions or, or things that you want to ask her in private in the group, you guys know that's gratitudeandglamour.com slash unstoppable. You guys can head in there. She'll be hanging out. Other than that, though, that'll do it for this episode of Wednesday Wisdom with Christina Roman. You have been absolutely amazing. I am just so excited to have met you, and I'm really looking forward to continuing our conversation offline, Um, maybe not telling the world my entire life story. (laughs) Yeah, perfect. But but it has been such a pleasure. You guys, uh, tune in next week when we have another awesome guest. Um, And again, I apologize that this one had to be recorded. Hopefully Facebook will get its act together and we'll be live again next week. So that being said, I will see you guys next week. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of The Peak Podcast. If you loved this episode, I'd love for you to share it with a friend and leave a review. The next best step after that is to head to peakcoaching.co slash deep work state, which is where you can grab the guide for how to get into a deep work state in 15 minutes. And that is your entry point to all things peak coaching. I am so excited to see you inside. Have a great one.